Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. This is the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. There are so many research studies out there with results that show the benefit of one food or another, and maybe it's just a matter of time before some study finds that every bad thing we eat is actually good for us. News that came out conveniently before Valentine's Day was that chocolates might be better for us than we thought, in particular in preventing strokes. The results of a Canadian study into chocolate and strokes seem to suggest that eating chocolate reduces the chance of having a stroke or some other heart diseases. However, the other conclusion could be just that healthier people are simply more likely to eat chocolate. Meanwhile, another study suggests that drinking certain types of beer could help prevent the bone disease osteoporosis. It's the content of dietary silicone that helps weak bones, but it does depend on the type of beer and the results are not proven for everyone. So I'd not suggest a diet of beer and chocolate quite yet. Is a broken heart for real? Actually, yes, and broken heart syndrome is now a recognized medical condition. The disease, or syndrome, arises when physical or emotional stress causes so-called concussion of the heart, according to new reports. Symptoms include chest pain and shortness of breath, and actually show a connection between emotion of the heart and the physical organ. Acute emotion or physical trauma releases a surge of adrenaline that overwhelms the heart, disrupting its ability to pump blood around the body. The heart trauma is often caused by something emotionally very serious, like the death of a loved one, and not something more trivial like your boyfriend not giving you chocolates on Valentine's Day. It was 50 years ago that our attempts to listen into extraterrestrial life started. An American astronomer pointed a radio telescope at the star Tau Ceti in the hope of picking up an extraterrestrial broadcast. It's a star similar to our own sun, and so the hope was that we'd soon be making friends with aliens. But 50 years on, we still haven't heard anything. Maybe the reason is that other life forms aren't as developed as us. For example, you wouldn't have a cockroach designing a radio telescope. Or maybe that other life forms are so much more advanced than us that we'd simply not understand their communications. But many scientists are disappointed that in the last 50 years, searching across millions of different radio frequencies, not a single signal has been picked up to suggest that somewhere in our galaxy there is intelligent life. We can only hope that the next 50 years will be different and that E.T. will pass by, or at least say hello. Think of Star Wars, Star Trek or almost any other sci-fi adventure and you'll have some sort of laser weapon to fire at the enemy. 
but these are particularly hard to make. Research is incredibly expensive, and the US government has been trying to perfect laser-based weapons for years. Nothing has been successful. However, last week an airborne laser shot down a test missile for the first time ever. The successful shoot-down occurred at a research base in central California and may be the start of real improvements in laser weaponry, if that can be considered a good thing. Science and technology will continue to grow into many areas that we might personally not like. But it's impossible to stop progress, especially if there is a military benefit. Most of us will talk to our computers, if only to curse at them when a glitch destroys hours of work. Sadly, the computer doesn't usually listen, but new kinds of software are being developed that should make conversing with a computer rather more productive. Various types of speech recognition software have been around for years, but are rarely accurate when converting the spoken word into text. It's complicated as we really don't talk very well. We don't speak clearly. We say um and ah and often pause or repeat, repeat words. That makes it hard for any software program to decode. Another problem is that a computer can't pick up on sarcasm or innuendo or even our facial expressions. Something as simple as a raised eyebrow could completely change the meaning of a sentence. However, progress is being made in making the software more efficient, but it is likely to be quite a while before we can have a meaningful conversation with our computers. I'm Neil Chase, and that's it for the Science Blog for another week. See you next time! Teen Time presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time, Podcast On Demand.